Welcome into the post-game Celtics Cavs anchor Alex Kolarjay, Alex Molokov, Chris Schubert here with you. You guys like that? I mixed up the intro on you. You're so used to the same intro for me. You troll me in the office about it, so I gave you something new tonight. You've turned four words into one word for most of your intros. This is true. What's going on, everyone? See, I just Cavs Celtics in a game five in TD Garden. It's a flow. It's a flow that I have. Game five. Radio host. It's exactly what it is. Game five, and I just think it's funny that we all in the NBA playoff world thought we were going to get two straight. Really good playoff. I thought, that was, I thought that was really funny on all of our parts because we got exactly the opposite. We got another stinker. We got what has been the theme throughout the entire postseason, which is bad games, and more importantly, the road teams not showing up in these playoff games as the Celtics do, what the Celtics have done throughout this entire postseason. Play very poorly on the road, but play exceptionally well at home. Yeah, this series has become like, predictable, and it was like you said, it wasn't not only was it not a good game com- like competitive wise, neither team even really played that well. I mean, the Celtics won the game big, but even they looked sloppy for most of the game. It was not an aesthetically pleasing game. I believe all. the first that one was they, they and, from the and floor. They won by thirteen, and they won by thirteen, and that just shows you one how bad the Cavs played, but two. The Celtics really didn't have their A game tonight, and they were still able to win by 13. The big performance, though, Jason Tatum, he, he looked like a superstar tonight, and, and rookie to be a player, typically be the leader, and I know they have Al Horford as that veteran presence, but when you talk about scoring and being the driving, I'll use the NBA playoff term, force behind what's going on in Boston, he has been that guy, and he has this team one win away from the NBA Finals, and it is just fascinating that we're even discussing that. How do they... And, and can they really? Because they obviously have not at all this postseason. How do they bring that energy? I mean, forget that they didn't play all that well. But sure. They had an energy and a focus about them that they they just can't seem to bring with them into into their road games. Can do it? How do? What do they need to do to look like the team they look like at home on the road and actually close this I, up? This is, it's almost as if we're having a race between the Celtics playing on the road and their energy versus are the Cavs role players going to do anything away from home? Yeah. And which one's going to show up first? And, and when I look at this, to answer your question, yes, I think they can bring that same level of energy and intensity on the road. I think the important thing for them is when they go on the road, let's look at the starting lineup for the Boston Celtics. That's a lot of young there. Yep. Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. It's a lot of youth, okay? They're going on the road is a, is a struggle for younger players as they learn the league, they learn the grind of now, what, a 90-plus game season is where we're at with Jason Tatum? they got to start strong. If they can get on a run to start the game where they might not be up 12 nothing like the Golden State Warriors were two nights ago or last night, but let's say they score... 22 points in the first quarter. If they can have a great first 12 minutes where they score on the road, if they're down points, if they can just have a good quarter where they're getting in rhythm, they're knocking down shots, everything else is going to fall into place. You know they're going to play well defensively. You know they're going to settle in. Al Horford's going to grab rebounds. Aaron Baines is going to start it tonight. He's going to grab rebounds. Marcus Morris is going to be a pest. You saw tonight he got into it with Larry Nance from both sides, you know, in between plays. The rest of the game was so bad I forgot that happened. Should be the theme for the Celtics going into game five or into game six. They showed before the game that in games one and two they averaged twenty seven points in the first quarter. Right. Seventeen points in, they, in Cleveland. So I so would just I would throw the kitchen sink right away. I'm yeah, I'm all in on scoring as many points as I can in the first quarter. If I'm down eight, if I'm down ten, if I'm up, I need to score points in the first quarter to show myself, hey, we can keep up with this team, we can score on the road, because you know with Brad Stevens the defense is gonna fall into place at some point and they're gonna be able to make this a game and they're gonna go on their run. If I'm Brad Stevens, I extend the leash a little bit more in game six you know that you are being dominant at home you know that you are guaranteed a game seven where you have been uh, untouchable literally in the postseason I throw the absolute kitchen sink at the Cavs in game six and force them to beat you 
What do we make of the narrative that was sort of present, I would say, around the second or third quarter in this game and is, is carried over now into the postgame? And we aren't exactly listening to the postgame right now. We're going to go out there and listen to it afterwards, so I'll be interested to see what LeBron James has to say about this. But there's a narrative out there that LeBron James was gassed. He looked tired. It's all up to him. What do we make of this narrative heading back to Cleveland for a game six where the season for the Cleveland Cavaliers is on? I hate this narrative. I think it's an excuse. And Brian Windhorst, if I'm not mistaken, a few weeks ago did a piece on literally this, on how LeBron is saving up his energy during games, data backs and everything being tracked in that he's moving less this season than any season that than he has before. Just saving pockets of energy on certain plays right. to reserve energy. So I don't buy it that he's gassed at this point. Everybody's at the same point. Yeah, he's 33 years old, but the way he conditions his body, I, I'm not buying it. I, I, I feel like it's an excuse and I feel like if we're going to put that on anything, then we're, we're just trying to find excuses on giving him some leeway. Uh, more than that, I mean, I'm sure he is gassed. I mean, he, he has to carry his team more than just about any player in the league. Right. But at the same time, yeah, he might be gassed. But we're talking about now a LeBron James who's going to be playing at home in a Game 6 to stave off elimination. Mm -hmm. And if they win, a LeBron James in a Game 7 to get to the NBA Finals. I don't care how gassed he is. I don't think we're going to see that the next two games. No, and I think he's going to put this narrative to rest in the post game when he gets asked about it because I guarantee you it's going to come up that he and and I and I will admit he, this is the first time he's looked as tired as he looked, hands on the hips, you know, breathing heavily, the mouthpiece, all that stuff that they talked about on the broadcast. It's the first time we've really seen it, but I don't think you can point at that and say well, that's the reason why the Cavs aren't winning. No, the Cavs aren't winning because tonight, other than LeBron James is twenty four, look up and down the box score and tell me who was the person I, that, that contributed. It, it was Kevin like we were, Love in the first quarter. Yeah, for the but, first couple minutes, I was going to say, look, Kevin Love was going to have one of those really good kind of complimentary games, and then he disappeared. And, yeah, I mean, the rest of the team was they, they were never able to get back over the hump and actually cut into the lead ever. It never felt like it got close. It wasn't like last night's game uh, where a team came out to a big lead and then slowly it was chipped away. They never really were able to get close and get over that hump. And, I mean, LeBron, he can't do it all. It was, I mean, he can't do it all, but you can't ask him to do it all it, every single night. It was such a bad game from the Cavs offensively just as a whole. Tristan that, Thompson was bad. Jared Smith wasn't knocking down shots. Smith, George Hill, Tristan Thompson went 2 for 14 from the field. Four turnovers. They went 0 for 6 from 3. Corver barely played. Jeff Green. That was a weird decision after Corver's been as good as he has. But I know that he's been better at home than on the road. But it, it was weird Still, after Corver had played as well as he did for him to almost yeah. not even see the floor. It just seemed that they never got into a flow in this game. They, they never felt comfortable. And, and I will say there was one point in the fourth quarter where LeBron and company, we had joked in the office watching the game when the second half started, and the joke was, okay, so when does LeBron and company cut this to a one-possession game? And we all thought it was going to be early in the fourth quarter. Early in the fourth quarter, they went on a run and had it down to single digits, and then the next two possessions were as LeBron James miss and then an air ball. And then after those two possessions, the Celtics went on a run and pushed it back up to 13, and that was it. It was over after that point. So there were pockets. There were moments. There were, were one or two possessions where you thought, okay, this is the start of something, and then the, the following possessions just were a, a dumpster fire for Cleveland, and they were never able to get anything going. And, and look, they're going back home. It's a must-win game for them. I, I don't think it's a must-win game for Boston because they think, you know, in their back pocket, they know that they're going back home for a Game 7 in Boston where they have just been electric this season. But you got to think in the back of their minds, they're up 3-2 in the series. They're a win away from the NBA Finals. They're confident that they're going to either be able to get it in Game 6 in Cleveland or at home. You'd love to win Game 6 in Cleveland, one, for the rest, and two, to be able to prove to yourself and to the fans and to the, the, the pundits out there that you can win on the road because... 
You got to go to Golden State or Houston in the next round to win the championship. That's gonna. That's not going to be easy. You got to prove to yourself. Cleveland. That's going to get into their heads when it comes to the NBA Finals. Either playing in Houston for games one or two or Golden State. I, I like look back on this game and I'm trying to come up with some sort of takeaway going into the next game. And I don't think there is one. I mean, there, maybe I'm wrong, but we saw what we saw tonight is exactly what we saw for the first four games of the series. What I expect to see in Game Six. And then Game 7, to borrow a phrase from, I think it was Kevin Moore way back in the day, you never know what can happen in Game 7. So here. So, but I don't think we see anything different. That I don't think we saw anything different tonight. I don't think we see anything different in Game 6. The home team just seems to be unbeatable this year. This game does nothing to change the fact that I think the Cavs will win at home in Game 6. Nothing no, about, Nothing no. about this game tonight changed that for me. nothing that sways... There's nothing because this has been, like you said, this is the MO of the entire series. This has been exactly with the blueprint that this series has followed. And until it, until it changes... Which would mean the Celtics would win? I'm not going to. I'm not yeah, changing it, my mind. Overthinking. Yeah, I'm not if, going. To. If anything, I'm more confident the Cavs win at home in Game Six because I just I can't see LeBron losing a Game Six to to be eliminated from the playoffs at home and especially with everything kind of hanging over him. What a way to go! If that's the way, if he's going to go out to lose a Game Six to the Celtics team without Kyrie in Cleveland. Do you guys think Game Six will be LeBron's last game in Cleveland? Yes. I'm not sure. What? Come I'm, on. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let me put it this way. Yes. I think I think game six before this I think game six will be LeBron's last game in Cleveland as a Cavalier, at least for the next several years. It will be interesting to see how game six plays out. You know the Celtics are gonna be hungry to kinda of change the narrative of them not being able to play well on the road. And and we, we everybody in this room knows LeBron James is gonna do everything in his power to make sure that this series goes seven games. For the kitchen sink, Brad.